Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechas Erevin, Perak Hay, Mishnah Tess, and Perak Vav, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnahs are being learned by Schosser Shlem Zalman, Vzugasser, Mars, Yitvachayat, Chalotem. They should be benched with us. Sachat, Slachan, Siat, Dishmaya, Good Health, Parnasa, Beshefan, Kult of Salah, and Beschos, Estabas Rachel, Shishi Bezechad, Fine, Terzivik, Hagon, Bekar of Mamish. Now, Mishnah Tess is really a continuation of the previous Mishnah. So let's remember what we learned. Let's say we have two cities that are right near each other and they're accessible, and part of each city is within the Tchum of the other city. So we have city A and city B. Part of city B is within the Tchum of city A, and part of city A is within the Tchum of city B. So we had Machlekes L'Chacham and Rabbi Kiva. The Chacham said that if before Shabbos, a resident of city A takes his Erev and places it in city B, or vice versa, so then that person is able to walk the entirety of the city where his Erev's in, because as we've said previously, a city is just considered like Dalad Amis, and his Tchum is actually only measured starting from outside the city. Whereas Rabbi Kiva argued, and he said, no, since this person is placing his Erev away from where his city is, even though he's placing it in another city, he only gets 2,000 Amas from where his Erev is, and we do not treat that city where his Erev is located as Dalad Amas. Now Meshatess picks up with this. Amalahan Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva told them, Don't you agree with me, Chachamim, regarding a person who places their Erev in a cave? Then he only gets 2,000 Amas from the place where he put his Erev down. If a guy lives in the city and he knows that there's a cave 1,500 Amas out of the city, and he places his Erev inside Inside that cave. Now he only gets 2,000 Amas from his Erev, wouldn't treat the cave itself like it's four Amas and that he's allowed to walk around the whole cave and that we only measure 2,000 Amas from outside the cave. We just look at precisely where his Erev is and then we measure 2,000 Amas from there. We should say the same when there's two cities near each other. Amrullah, so they respond to him, Amasai, when is that that we say that we only measure 2,000 Amas from where exactly his Erev is when it's inside a cave? That's only Bismancha in Badiurin if there's no one living in the cave, meaning it's not a cave which is livable. But if it's a cave where a person could live in, there's many caves in Eretz Yisrael that exist to this very day that people way back in the day used to live in them. So then, if a person places his Erev in such a cave, so he is allowed to walk around the entire cave, the whole thing is considered like Dalar Amas, and the 2,000 Amas is only measured from outside the cave. So too with these cities, if a person from City B places his Erev in City A, and not only is City A Royal Adira, but there's actually people living there, so he's considered to have been Kaina Shvisa in that city, the whole city is considered like Dalar Amas, and he only measures the 2,000 Amas from outside the city. Now just talking about the cave for a moment, Nimsa Kal Teicha Mel Gaba, it turns out that the inside of the cave, we're more lenient with it than the outside of the cave. If a person places his Erev inside the cave, the whole cave itself is just considered like Dalar Amis and we only measure 2,000 Amis from outside the cave. But if a person places his Erev on the outside of the cave, well, that's not Royal Adira, so then we would measure the 2,000 Amis from the precise location where his Erev is and the cave itself is not considered like Dalar Amis. However, the mission concludes, in regards to the measurement that they said, meaning previously we said that according to the Chachamim, when this person places his Erev down, he measures 2,000 Amis from there, then they give him 2,000 Amis from that place and that's Shafilu Saif Midazai Kala Bama'ara even if the very end of that 2,000 Amas ends off in the cave, he's not allowed to walk around the cave. Meaning a person places his Erev, say, 1,500 Amas outside a city. Then as he walks from his Erev, another 2,000 Amas, he finds that the last couple Amas end off in a cave. That cave is not considered to be part of his Erev, and he's not allowed to walk around the whole thing as if it's just Dalad Amas. That halacha would only apply if he places his Erev inside the cave, but if he's just walking to the cave from where his Erev is, so he's not allowed to walk around the whole thing. And now going on to Parag Vav, we're going to be 
talking about Erev Chad Seiros and Shitufa Muvais, which we had said is basically the same idea. And let's remember that we've explained that even though a Chatzar is considered a Roshasa Yachid, one is not allowed to carry inside unless an Erev Chad Seiros is made. And this is accomplished by all the residents of the Chatzar placing food in one house. This turns the entire Chatzar into being owned by one entity. And that means, as we had mentioned previously, but very briefly, that if even one of the residents of the Chatzar fails to join in the Erev, so everyone is also from carrying here. Now, if that fellow that didn't join is a Yid, so there's a simple solution. He could be mevatel his Rishos to them, which in essence incorporates his Rishos into the Erev, the same as if he would have given food. But let's say the one that didn't join in is a guy. So what do we do now? So Mishnah Alf tells us, Hadar Menachir someone that lives with a guy in the same Chatzar, Ay and Misha Enamai the or he lives with someone who doesn't agree to the whole concept of an Erev, for example, a Kusi, Hareza Eiser Olav, that person asers the chatzar on him, Divir Rav Meir. Rav Meir holds that if a person lives with a guy in a chatzar, since that guy didn't join in the Erev, so that means the Erev isn't considered like being owned by one Roshos, by one entity, and therefore this Yid is not allowed to carry inside the chatzar. Now the following is very important. The only way out of this is if he rents the guy's right to the chatzar. If he pays the guy and the guy gives him his right to the chatzar, so then he's allowed to carry there on Shabbos. But if not, it's us for him to carry in the chatzar on Shabbos. Now Rabbi Leiz ben Yaakov and Rabbi Leiz ben Yaakov argues, and he says, a guy will not ask for a yid from carrying around the chatzar unless there's two Yisraelim living in this chatzar. Those Yisraelim can potentially ask for each other if they don't join in an Erev. So then a guy is going to ask for them from carrying if they don't rent his Rishos from them. Now what's the machalik between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yazar ben Yaakov? So really both of them agree that a guy is not considered a halachic dayar, someone who halachically lives here. And therefore from an Erev chatzar's perspective, there really isn't an issue. And really al pi halacha, the guy doesn't ask for them. However, However, there was a different concern over here. Now, the reason why we're saying that the guy does ask for them is because of a different concern. The Tanakhama holds that the Chachamim didn't want Yidin living with Gayim because they're going to learn from their bad ways. And so in order to discourage this, they required a Yid living with the guy to rent his space from him on Shabbos. Now, what do Gayim know about Erev Chatzeris? And they're going to think that this is some sort of Jewish witchcraft and refuse to rent their rights, preventing the Yid from carrying in the Chatzar on Shabbos, ultimately leading Yidin not to live with Gayim. Now, Blyazer ben Yaakov holds different. He says that Gayim are all suspected of Shvi Damim, and that's why a Yid shouldn't live with a guy. And since it's so uncommon for a Yid to live alone with a guy in the same chatzar, the Chachamim weren't geyser that the Yid has to rent the rights from the guy in such a situation. But since when there's two Yidin living in the same chatzar as the guy, there's less of a chance the guy's going to start up because he's afraid the other Yid's watching, and therefore it makes it more common for two Yidin to live in the same chatzar as the guy. Therefore, the Chachamim were geyser in that situation. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a similar discussion. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.